True Crime Broads with Crystal and Renee. Thank you so much for listening to True Crime Broads. We would also love to see you on our social media. Our two main platforms are Instagram and Facebook under True Crime Broads. But we also have a presence on YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter. And also, if you listen to our podcast and enjoy it, please feel free to leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple. And also, there's an option on Apple to leave a review as well. Thank you for listening to True Crime Broads. Welcome to True Crime Broads. This is Crystal. And Renee. And today, we're just going to get right to it. We have an amazing guest. So many of you have asked us, when is Cheryl McCollum going to be back on? And guess what? Today's the day. Yep. We're so excited. We can't wait. And here we go. Without further ado, Cheryl McCollum. Welcome back to True Crime Broads. We are here, and we are so excited with our next guest. Cheryl McCollum is with us. She is an Emmy Award-winning CSI National Law Enforcement Officer, Hall of Fame inductee, and the host of her own brand new podcast called Zone 7. And if you haven't listened to Zone 7 yet, you've got to go check it out. It's new and it's fantastic. Cheryl, thank you for coming back to True Crime Broads. Absolutely. I cannot wait to get into this thing. Renee and Crystal, y'all have just, I don't, I don't even know how to qualify all the work y'all Okay. <laughs> But it's, it's great to talk to y'all again. Oh, man, we're so excited to have you back. We've had a lot of listeners ask about you since you've been on, and we're just pumped to have you back on here. And we want to get your expert opinion on some things that people tend to debate about on the Missy Beavers case. And I think the main debate that goes on is we it's the majority of people think that Missy was targeted. Um, but we've got this little subset of people that are adamant that, that she just walked in on a burglary interrupted and we respect their opinions, of course, but we're just trying to kind of wrap our heads around all of this. And unfortunately it's still unsolved as you well know. And we just kind of wanted to hear what your thoughts are. Watch. I know as an expert, you have watched many, many hours of surveillance video in your career. And what do you Mm -hmm. think, what do you think about this one? Okay. I like to tell people you know, you just got to start where it starts for us. And for me, the first thing I saw was the video. Um, and if you did not know what occurred later, if all you had was the person in the SWAT uniform walking like they're walking, opening doors, kind of looking around the corner and then proceeding, what would you think? Because that's all you should take from that. What do I know right now? What am I seeing? What can I interpret? So for me, the very first thing that I would do in this situation is I would look at location. The location matters because this person picked it. This person picked it, small town, and it's a church. So right there, your suspect pool is going to shrink. It just is. Most people, if they're just going to do some damage to a building, are not going to select a church. If they're going to break in with a hammer and bust out some windows, it's not going to be the church. So was that the intent? And then you have to ask yourself, if this was a burglary that was interrupted, how many burglars dress like that? How many burglars go from room to room to room? Why are you going into Sunday school classes? That there was no value there. So then you have to ask yourself, all right, so they've got a weapon. How many burglars would have a hammer that would help them break in that would also be prepared to commit murder? That's a whole different thing for me. People break into houses every day, all day, but they're not prepared to murder somebody who happens upon them. So some of that doesn't check for me. And especially if you're watching this person, does this person appear to be out of control? Does this appear, you know, are they looking for the money that was collected Sunday? Doesn't look like it because they're not going to the office. They're not looking for a safe. They're not looking for a bank deposit bag. They're looking again in a general Sunday school classroom. Right. So the location matters. They didn't bust up the stained glass. They didn't, deface Jesus. So it doesn't look like the church itself was the target. So why would you go into a church? 
it ain't for money and it ain't to deface it. So then you have to say, well, might be because of the victim. So you just put that right there. Is it logical they could have gone there for her? Yes. Okay, let's move to day and time. The day and time, again, this person selected it. They chose it. Who in the world is going to go somewhere at 3 o'clock in the morning and be driving around in full SWAT gear? <laughs> that person has something they have absolutely determined that they were going to do. This took some planning. This wasn't, oh, man, I ran out of drugs 30 minutes ago and I need 25 bucks to get more. This was, I'm going to order a complete SWAT outfit, drive to a location in the middle of the night, and then do nothing until somebody shows up. Yeah. Okay. So to me, that matters. Again, you're talking about a Monday morning at a church. Nothing's going on Monday morning at that church. Except, again, now you got to put another marble in the can, you know, for Miss Beavers. Could that have been what their goal was? Could be. And again... It limits not just your suspect pool, but your victim pool. So if this person went there to hurt the preacher or somebody that's the choir director or a volunteer, it's the wrong day and time. Doesn't make sense. She's the only person there. So I can't get rid of her as being the target yet. Right. All excellent points, man. Yes. But I mean, right? I mean, you just ha you can't take it away yet. That's all I'm saying. You you may can later, but so far I can't. And so far, I don't have another name to add. You can say the preacher, but he ain't going to be there at 4 o'clock in the morning. No. He ain't going to be there at 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So that doesn't check for me. Yep. So then the behavior inside, this again to me is critical. If you showed a thousand people that video and did not tell them a murder occurred, what would they tell you they were seeing? Now, number one, it doesn't make any sense. There's only one SWAT member. SWAT goes in a group. We all know. <laughs> right? Good point. So why would they be, you know, covered like that? They're walking. They're not even walking briskly. They almost look bored. So are they waiting on her? Because they came early to bum rush her. I can't get rid of that. Not yet. Mm -hmm. They're busting out windows. Well, is that just because they're frustrated? Is that because they're mad? I don't know. I don't know yet, but I know it looks casual. Even the way they walk one time and they kind of put their hand on the wall, like they're steadying themselves. And, you know, again, they're kind of almost shuffling. I mean, they do have an unusual gait. It does look like they're limping. But again, it doesn't look like some crazed maniac who's waiting to pounce on somebody. It doesn't look like a burglar. doesn't look like a rapist. It doesn't look like, it looks odd. The whole thing is odd. So you've got to put that where it belongs. It's just odd. So if you can't make sense of it, don't force yourself to make sense of it. Take it as evidence. It's odd. Okay, cool. It's odd. Are they bored or are they waiting? So again, if they're waiting and they're just killing time, Busting out windows and looking in classrooms. Again, I can't take Miss Beavers away. I can't do it. So then let's talk about the suspect. SWAT. Why SWAT? Why not a nurse? Why not a doctor? Why not a firefighter? Why not just a police officer? Because those things don't have something that protects, protects you. If I'm fixing to try to murder somebody that's a fitness expert that might be in better shape than me. I'm going to take that helmet. I need them shin guards. <laughs> Give me that chest protector because this woman is strong. This woman is quick. This mm -hmm. woman has endurance. Well, I don't want her to get the better of me. So even if she takes that hammer from me and hits me in my head, I'm going to be okay. Is that why they picked it? Possibly. I'm going to put a check by it that it's possible. They decided whatever to hide their face. Again, premeditation. 
you're going there for what that you need to hide your face did you know that the church had cameras or did you know that miss beavers knew you either way i come back to her because you don't want to be seen because we're in a little bitty town and everybody freaking knows who you are or the chances of them finding you obviously are better if i've got you on videotape so you're hiding your body, you're hiding your face, you've got some protection on. All of it, again, I'm going to put a check by. It could have been because they knew they might have been in for a fight if they didn't get the jump on her and hit her in the head properly first. If this person has never hit somebody in the head with a hammer before, how hard do you do it? If it's not hard enough, you might just have pissed them off. So maybe if there's any hesitation, you need to be prepared. The other thing is, was this part of some con? Was this a way to go into the classroom while she's in there setting up and saying, hey, everything okay? We got a call that there was some trouble here to get her guard down. I don't know. But either way, I put a check by she was the target. Because either one of those things points to her. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we can't, the thing that makes us so mad is we can't imagine how frightened Missy was when she realized that that officer was there to harm her. That must have been I, the most terrifying thing ever. I agree with you. And again, you can't see their face, but you see that hammer in their hand. So you know they're not a police officer immediately. And this was, I think, something she was very aware was happening. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it was quick after that. But you know, again, for her, you know, you look up and you're frightened probably immediately anyway, because somebody's there, even if it was the preacher in a suit, you know, right, right. You're like, I didn't yeah. know you were there. Well, then you see police and maybe you're like, what's going on? Like there still should be some emergency if you're here at yeah. this time of day. And then I think it would have been very obvious whether the person said anything or not, just that visual of now this person is coming toward me with a raised hammer. I mean, horrifying, horrifying. So that brings me to the weapons. So that would be the fifth thing. I wanna now think, let's talk about the choice of weapon. You're dressed as a police officer, but you don't have a gun. Why? Because you can't afford it, don't want it. Um, you want this to be up close and personal. You don't wanna shoot her from a distance. Um, this isn't about torturing and keeping her for periods of time, this ain't about kidnapping her. This is, I'm going to hit you in the head and then do some puncture wounds to your chest. So do they have more than one weapon? Now, we did Why? get some, this is not widely known, but we did get some intel that we didn't know when we met you a couple of years ago. We got some intel that Missy was shot as well as apparently bludgeoned. We're not clear because police haven't released, but... There's been some speculation that that puncture wounds to the head and chest that the police released, maybe that they were intentionally misleading the public because she was shot and they were counting that as a, a puncture wound or was there some combination? But there was um, murderdata.org has online Missy listed as being shot with a gun and we think that that's accurate and we've heard other places we think that's accurate. Okay, well, let's talk about both. Let's the original understanding. Let's just say there was a hammer and the puncture wounds for the were from the claw end, mm -hmm. or was there a second weapon? Right. Again, either way, that is an up close personal thing where you don't need a license. There's not going to be a trail that you bought it. Right. You can't even distinguish one from the other. Right. So that would be the benefit of those things. If in fact she was shot, then again this person came murder ready this person again from my understanding was not sexually assaulted right so that me there's only a couple things happening here this was a hit this was a targeted murder so if you're not sexually assaulted and nothing of value was taken not even her wedding ring then what you have is revenge so again, your suspect pool shrinks considerably mm -hmm. 
This is a stay-at-home mom that taught fitness classes at the local church. She she was not in New York City as a dancer. She was not famous. She didn't have a job where she was around 5,000 people at some corporate headquarters. This was somebody that had very limited access to other people. But that gets to the victimology. And the victimology will tell you there was some financial trouble. There was some infidelity. There was some other personal problems going on mm-hmm. that oftentimes leads to motive. So you cannot, again, get rid of her as being the target. There's no way. It's not possible. Getting back to the firearm, the caliber would matter. Whether or not the shell casings was left behind would matter. You know, where on her body she was shot. If she was shot point blank in the chest, was it multiple times? Was it center mass? Once you have shot her and she's down and she has blunt force trauma to the head, was that post-mortem? Or did that happen because she hit the floor? These are things now we need to know because that changes what happened to her. You know, uh, often we hear from um, people in groups and in different places, comments on uh, posts from the news and things like that. The ones that think it's untargeted, uh, they argue, one of the arguments, I guess, is is that um, you didn't notice the person just sitting and waiting for Missy. Like they weren't just sitting on camera, just looking out the window, like when's she going to mm-hmm. get here, that kind of thing. And I think... Uh, in my mind, they, you know, we don't really know. We have two minutes and 20 seconds of, of footage. Uh, of course, there was, you know, 28 minutes, I think, that they were there. So that's 26 minutes of footage we don't have that they could have been just sitting there waiting. But I don't think that that proves or disproves the untargeted or targeted theory. I think that that just simply comes from the facts like you've stated them. And that's that's kind of what people say. So I just wanted to share that with you. Right. And those well, those cameras are motion activated. So and I think they're just at yep. the entrances. So, you know, the, he was he or she was wandering around off camera, you know, right. as well. Well, let's talk about it. Everybody that's listening to us right now is probably aware of the Delphi murders. The two little girls that were on the bridge. Mm-hmm. Delphi. Mm-hmm. If you were to listen to that voice. Is that voice indicative of somebody that's about to walk a half a mile and murder two little girls? No. Mm-hmm. No. Right. He's calm he can be. He says, down the hill. Because he knows where they're going. Mm-hmm. He knows what's fixing to happen. But he doesn't sound like this crazed, insane monster we're thinking. Right. He's Good point. literally walking on a trail with other people around. Climbing up on a bridge walking. I believe personally that he passed them and turned around. And that's how he got them to go the direction that he wanted. But again, if all you hear him say is down the hill, you would never think, oh, that sounds like somebody that's about to kill two people. Yeah, that's so true. And then if you've ever heard Kathy Kleiner talk about Ted Bundy when he attacked her, Ted Bundy never said a word. Never, never made a sound, just picked up a log and started bludgeoning her in the head. So what behavior, right? What, what behavior are we talking about? And unless you're a killer, do they lay in wait? I don't think we know that. Are they peeping toms? I don't think we know that. And again, we don't know their motivation. If this was somebody that said, man, I wish she was dead because I could get life insurance or. She needs to be dead because she had an affair with my husband or she needs to be dead because her husband had an affair with somebody or whatever, whatever is in their head. It's their motivation. It's their reasoning. And we can't begin to say, well, they would be crouched hiding. They ain't dressed like somebody trying to hide. Right. right. <laughs> so true. <laughs> They freaking drove there dressed that way. So they came to play. They came to say, I'm a SWAT officer and I've got a gun and I'm going to shoot you in the chest. For what purpose? And and let me be very clear. 
people have heard me say people are killed for three reasons, sex, money, and revenge. Sex is, of course, rape and all of it. Money is burglary, robbery, theft of whatever kind. Revenge is just what it is. But there is a fourth one. It's very, very, very rare, but it's just crazy. Mm. They're just nuts. There's something terribly wrong. They are not connected to reality. They are not able to function. They honestly might think they're a SWAT officer and this person has broken into the church and they've stopped it. Does their pre or post behavior make us think they're crazy? Meaning, were they circling around before? Did they park like a cop would park? Did they enter like a cop would enter? Did they treat the inside like they were, you know, clearing a building? We don't see that. How did they leave? Did they leave at a high rate of speed, like somebody trying to get away with a crime? Or did they leave and walk around the building and survey the area? I mean, crazy is crazy is crazy. You should be able to pick it out. It's hard to hide crazy. Nobody's come on social media taking credit. Nobody has called the police that we know of and claimed credit and told them some things that went down that they caught somebody breaking into the church. So again, you cannot take her away as being the target, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. We couldn't agree more. Yeah, that makes perfect <laughs> sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, but listen, and y'all put up billboards. Y'all have had folks like Bobby Chacon. I mean, y'all have had some brilliant ideas and some brilliant people. This video has been everywhere. Y'all have tried to make sure this thing does not die down and still nothing. Mm-hmm. No one. And that to me is remarkable in a lot of ways. But then again, I'm going to go back to Delphi. We had his freaking body on video. We had his voice. He was right there the whole time. In the community. They, yeah. I mean, how many people went in and out of that CVS? Mm-hmm. Right? Crazy. So even though we had thought he's right there, I mean, I thought he lived within five miles. I did. I thought he was right freaking there because I went there and I, and I told them when I got there, do not tell me where the bridge is. Let me see if I can find it. Because you're talking about a little bitty town. Like, you get there, there's the fire department, there's the city hall, there's the police department, there's the high school, there's the courthouse. I mean, it's little. I could not find the bridge. Hmm. Now, I am not Sacagawea, but my point is, if this had been a transient person, there should be better signage. There should be park here to go to the bridge you know there should be some type of there was none of that then when i found the parking lot and then started walking to the bridge it's much further than you think so again look at this church sits off the road a little bit there's not much else around it right Mm -hmm. so if you're driving down that long two-lane road this church is almost like just popped out of nothing not usually going to be the type of place you're going to go into and rob. And if you are there to rob it, go in, go to the office, look for the offerings that were collected Sunday and get out of there. It's not what I see at all. Right. Yeah. And and I've always thought that if, if it was, uh, you know, if she did come in and, you know, interrupt a, you know, burglary in progress or whatever they could have I mean obviously they weren't where she was when she came in she was I guess right. they were hiding they could have just left out the back door not had murder added to their list you know right and how many burglars dress in SWAT gear and have a hammer and a gun yeah, yeah. And, and I've never worn that type of gear but it looks very like it would restrict you and that helmet it, would. it, it seems like you wouldn't have good peripheral vision that would that's an interesting choice heavy right makes sense so even one time when i was watching the gate i thought is the uniform like rubbing weird is it off a little bit because you know even like one thing i love to do when we do school events 
is put one of the vests on one of the children. Because you run the 50-yard dash without it and then run the 50-yard dash with it. <laughs> so both law enforcement are wearing about, you know, 30 pounds of crap. And it changes how fast you can run, how high you can jump, how easy you get over stuff. So again, this person, it looks like they're either limping or something's not fitting right. The boot, the something. Right. But again, they are restricted. There's no doubt. And based on the height, it's more than likely a woman. Not necessarily. There's there's men that are in the low five feet range, but just statistically more likely a woman. Well, even when the person is walking down the hall and they tip a little, the way that they put their hand on the wall even kind of looks like a woman to me. Like, just kind of mm -hmm. brace yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I and, and again, if this was a targeted homicide, which is what it looks like to me, then this person knew her, had reason to know that she was there that day, that time. And again, you know, she would, Miss Beavers would post things, right? Yeah. Like, this is going to be exercise class. If, if it's raining, we're training. Mm -hmm. So they knew she was there. Absolutely. And a lot of people had intel that those trainers are required to be there early to open up and get set up. Sure. Sure. Hmm. So, like, in all the years that y'all have been involved with this thing, has there been even a shred of something that made y'all go, oh, wait a minute, this might have been just some weird encounter that wasn't supposed to happen? I don't think Renee and I ever have thought that, no. but we've heard some, we hear from everybody, as you can imagine, and there are some people that think that this person was in there maybe on drugs and just wanted to cosplay and Missy interrupted him, but. Yeah. And listen, and valid, name me another church where that's happened before or after this. Right. Yeah, I haven't heard of okay. one. So if there's not one, then you can't put it in that category as solid as you might if, well, you know, three weeks before this, the Catholic church had somebody go in dressed as whatever. Right. Then, okay, now you've got me looking. Okay, because Atlanta, we have all kind of festivals, um, you know, Comic Con, and we just had one recently where people dress like wild animals, and <laughs> I get it. I dig it. You know, have all the fun you can have. But again, this person was alone. Right. This person was not at a festival. Yes. She was not a group of like-minded people. This person was not participating in something they did not come ready to do. Like at Comic-Con, that ain't a real lightsaber. This person took a real Right. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I said. We've, we used to hear the cosplay uh, thing a lot. A lot of people said, oh, they're just there cosplaying. And I was like, well, I don't see them on camera actually cosplaying, though. They're not going around the corner with a gun like, ooh, there they are, you know, pretending. I don't see any of that happening, so I'm and, confused. And, and cosplay, like Cheryl just said, is a More social than, thing. Yeah. You don't go by yourself in the dark in the middle right. of the night to cosplay. <laughs> right, right, right. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, you know. That, that doesn't check any box for me at all. And plus, like I said earlier, if the person was having a mental issue and thought they were a member of a SWAT team, again, they weren't clearing the building like SWAT. They weren't pretending like, I'm going to kick this door in. They were just casually opening doorknobs and, you know, that one door, they only open the bottom part, then open the top part. It was, they're not playing police. Right, right. Not that. What would you, if this was your case and you were, you know, in the same position that MPD is right now, no, you know, no idea who did it, whatever, what would you do at this point to, to move this case along if you could? You know, I think, Renee, you and Crystal are doing it. I think at this point, you've got to keep reaching out to the media. You've got to contact other agencies to say, have you had anything even remotely similar um, if there's a way to find out, again, if that outfit was stolen or bought, you know, in that, again, those addresses in that small part of town, can they find out if somebody bought that and it was sent to an address there? Um, I know there's two vehicles they look at. I would keep talking about those. But when you've got gloves and boots and shin guards and a helmet, you're not going to get a lot of DNA. 
I don't know what they may have as far as bullets, fragments, or casings. Um, but for me, forensically, I would have to center on that. If there's a casing that was left at the scene, I would get it to Francine Bardot yesterday. If there is a caliber, if it's unusual, like a 23 or something, I would pimp that. Has anybody gone to pawn shops? Has anybody gone to a, um, I mean, you're talking about Texas. You can do a straw, you know, buy. You can go to uh, gun shows. You know, talk to the people that might have had this weapon if it's unusual enough. Um, has anybody talked at work about this case to the point you're like, guy, he talks about that case all the time or she talks about this all the time. You know, let us know something. You know, it may be nothing to you, but it may be everything to us because clearly they should not and have not released everything. Mm -hmm. So that to me is important. Um, the direction of travel they went afterwards, the, the direction they came from, you know, does that line up? Is there any other video we could possibly get? Because, you know, I keep going back to the same thing. The time of day in a small town, you got cops, firefighters, nurses, and that's about it, traveling that time of day. Teachers aren't up yet. Preachers aren't up yet. So, you know, again, limited. You've got farmers. You've got who could have seen a car? Who could have said, man, I normally go to way this, you know, the same way to work. I don't ever pass another car. So they're going to they're gonna look at that car. And for most people in their general 15 mile radius, if it's a small town, they know neighbors, they know different people. I, I just had a chance to go with Maureen O'Connell. Do y'all know Maureen, former FBI agent? No, no. Oh my God. I'm going to introduce y'all. She is phenomenal. I mean, she is one of those people you're like, dang it. I want to be her. And, uh, just smart, funny, uh, Great stories, had a fabulous career with the Bureau. Well, anyway, she and I go out to Oklahoma, really small town. And it's like huge ranch next to a huge ranch next to a huge ranch. I'm in a rental car. Well, I made the decision. I better get a truck. I mean, I want to blend in a little. So I decided to get a truck. My truck, when I picked it up, spotless, clean, perfect. I stood out anyhow, <laughs> right? <laughs> so best case, I did not go past one ranch or person or little bitty store that they didn't know I was from out of town. They didn't have to look at my tag. They didn't have, they knew because they know everybody. Right. The same situation here. Somebody should have gone, huh, that's that dark SUV. That doesn't fit. I've never seen it before. To at least say to law enforcement, yes, I saw the car in here near mile mark or whatever, or near so-and-so's farm or near the store. So we would have more of a direction of travel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, but, but here's the bottom line. Let's just say it. Y'all haven't thought of anything new. Y'all have worked this case as much as anybody. I have no doubt law enforcement has put everything they have, everything they legally can do, everything they can think of to do. And I'm sure they're super aware of you and, you know, other media that maybe have talked to people. I'm sure they read every now and then on social media, people that have ideas. Um, so I don't know that there is anything new, but I am also a firm believer. Let me tell y'all, start over. Mm. Go back, yep. page one, minute one, because there ain't no harm in that. There ain't no shame in it. And bring somebody in that don't know nothing about it. You know? One of the things that we've learned, um, I mean, I guess we've known this all along, but it's been brought to our attention off and on through the years. Um, and people are just scared. I think people are scared to come forward. We recently had a tree planting. Um, it was a, a tree that got planted. Uh, listeners donated money. And in we, Missy's honor. Yeah, in her honor. And um, people were actually scared to come because they were seriously afraid the killer was going to be there. I actually mm -hmm. had a, a person tell me, I don't know if you should go. I'm kind of scared for you. And I was like, I am not scared. <laughs> Police, you know, were, were there, uh, you know, around the area. And, and we had another officer that had uh, came and attended. But nevertheless, I wasn't I didn't think the killer was going to show up, but I'm said all that to say that people are afraid. I think they're afraid to come forward, afraid to talk, you know? Well, I'm not sure the killer wouldn't show up, 
but I believe this was targeted. Mm-hmm. So everybody else is pretty much safe. Right. I agree. If right. they had an issue with you, you would have already gotten hate mail. Yeah. You would have already gotten a weird thing. Like she got the weird note from the creepy guy a couple of days before the murder. Uh-huh. If if that person is tied to this at all, they would not be able to help themselves but to reach out. If they haven't reached out to y'all in these six years to say, you know, you two blanks need to cut this out and you know, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, we we did get a subtle message from someone that we think is a clue. In, uh, police are aware of it. Um, we, had, we had a woman contact us and said, stop stalking me. And Renee and I were so confused. This was back in February of 2021. And wow. we've never stalked this person. We've never even mentioned their name, but we found that curious. Was yeah. this person somebody that Yes. Might have. Re- okay. Oh, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's fabulous. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm talking about. So again, we're back to, and that's what I was trying to say. This person wouldn't be able to help themselves. Right. Because quite frankly, this is the biggest thing they've ever done. Right. I'll send you that message so you can see it. Oh, I would love to see it. Yes. And then again, you go back to, does this appear to be a stranger? Does this appear to be random? Does this look like a hit? Does this look targeted? Does this look revengeful? You know, okay, I'm going to say it's targeted. Well, you may say revengeful, kind of the same thing, pretty close. Mm-hmm. If it's targeted because of revenge, right? Right. So we're kind of, we're splitting hairs now. But if you were to say, oh no, this is a complete stranger. And I'm like, no, this was so targeted. If we are polar opposites, we got to sit down. I don't think that's the case here. I really don't. I think that the majority of people looking at this thing all together with a totality of everything is going to take those same things, the location, the date, the time, the day, the behavior inside, the outfit, the weapon or weapons. We know there's at least two the victimology, the cause of death, even if we don't know for sure, we know more than one thing was done. Okay. Not random. Right. Not a, not a oh my God, wrong place, wrong time. Right. Nope. Now, Renee and I are not in law enforcement, but you are, and you've had a nice long career in it. Have you seen anything like this? Is this as unusual as Renee and I think it is? It is as unusual as you and Renee think it is. Okay. Because again, you add, and I'll just call it a costume. You add a costume, that's rare. I have often said, even when I was a little kid, I think I was about 10, and I was adamant, why does everybody not rob a bank on Halloween? <laughs> You're like, I don't right. get it. Exactly. I don't get it because everybody's in costume, everybody's dressed up. Every, I mean, companies have big things where you wear costumes to work. Right. Mm-hmm. People walking down the street, oh, that's hilarious. You're dressed like whoever. Oh, gosh, look at Wonder Woman. Okay, great. They're not even looking at you, dude. <laughs> but rarely does a burglary happen on Halloween, yeah. rarely does a robbery happen on Halloween. So if you were to think, okay, what is the most popular costume this year? What is it? Okay. Pick that costume and freaking (laughs) go downtown with everybody else dressed like the same person. Yeah. Who robbed you, Nixon? (laughs) I mean, you're not going to find Nixon. And that's unusual enough. And then you've got people that what do they do on Halloween? Open their freaking door to strangers a hundred times. Well, true. Somebody dressed in a costume. <laughs> That's why. And all you got to do is ring the doorbell. They're going to open it, walk right in, shut the door, lock it. Now you've got control of that house. They don't do it. Yeah. They don't take that. So this person used a costume when it was not appropriate. They were going to stand out. Yeah. Driving there. They took the risk of running the red light and being stopped by a real police officer. Can you imagine Oh in, my God. in April, <laughs> in <laughs> April, you get pulled over dressed as in SWAT gear yeah. by a police officer. How do you explain that? It was April 18th. It was nowhere you near Halloween. You couldn't explain it. And plus, it's going to be hot. 
Yeah. It's going to be so hot inside that get up. Yeah. It was already plenty warm here in the DFW area. That's right. Yep. And then when they're leaving, they're wearing the same thing. So they either had to stop somewhere remotely, change, throw everything in the trunk or throw it in a dumpster, whatever they did. Or maybe it's hanging somewhere in a closet. I, I mean, I don't know what their, you know, capacity is for this whole thing. But again, you know, when you look at just the seven things we talked about, and there's there's more, but just those seven things. Yeah. I, it's targeted. We have me. a... We have a listener that uh, wanted me to ask you a question. Um, this question is from George. He said, why is the media not being used in this investigation? Or why do you George, think? I think that's a great question. All I can tell you is um, sometimes for whatever reason, some cases get that hit and some cases don't. And I don't know what the algorithm is. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there are cases that are maybe not as and this sounds horrible but you and your listeners y'all are sophisticated enough to know where I'm coming from but there are cases that have more national attention that are not as interesting mm -hmm. right here you have a video you have a video of a very curious situation going on the behavior the mannerism the gate the hammer all of it odd then you've got after this a murder and then to make it a little spicier you've got money and infidelity and then you add oh she got a weird text message from a creepy guy then you've got y'all's note from this woman mm -hmm. wait a minute george i'm so interested in this thing it should be a made for tv movie <laughs> so, exactly <laughs> and, and i'll say this george just so you know i am a huge proponent of using the media to solve cold cases. TV solves cold cases. You don't have to look any further than Walsh. Right. It works. America's Most Wanted found more criminals than the FBI wanted posters throughout history. That's yeah. a fact. Right. So I'm with George. <laughs> yeah, we are too. We are definitely. Too. Um, if you were, um, and, and if you were handling this case, would you release more video to get more uh, coverage of it or more people, you know, calling in tips if you could? If there was a clip that did not harm her children, did not uh, make it sensational, right? But if there was a clip of this person, and I don't know how they did it because I haven't seen it, but walking into the room where she is, mm -hmm. like reaching for that doorknob and opening the door and then stopping it and to say, right here, this person could have turned around. This person could have stopped. Like, and I don't know the answer, but however they intersected, if it was the hallway like if she was putting the mats out and she went, oh, I forgot my water bottle. And was she going out to get the water bottle and coming back and they just happened to come face to face and then run back to the classroom or whatever. I would show something that would not force people to watch, but it's like a wreck. You can't help it. And then say this was her last moment to or he to turn around and not do this to her. Mm -hmm. Right. But they chose to go in that door anyway, and we need to damn well do something about it. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, I always wondered. I, I never have understood why they didn't give out just another. I mean, we have two minutes, 20 seconds of 28 minutes. I figured there had to be another piece of something they could, you know. Yeah, maybe there, there is there more. There may be. There may be. I, but again, let's go back to Delphi. What do you release that isn't, in some way harmful and devastating and awful. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I don't need to hear anymore. Right. I don't. That voice says it all. Yes. You know, it's a, you got the accent, all that. But if they would release something, let's say that um, I don't know what they would have. And so I, I don't want to speculate too much, but if they have that all of a sudden this person's not walking slow anymore, it's more direct. 
They're not checking any other doors on this particular hallway. They go right to where she is. Mm-hmm. We're, again, that would tell you they were waiting until they knew she was there. Right. That makes sense. And they could do that maybe. And maybe they could just have another press conference and say, look, we're not going to release anymore, but we will tell you this was targeted. That would get everybody's attention. Yeah. But any little, and, and I'm a firm believer, again, civilians solve cases all the time. So the more they have, the more they can do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I've told y'all several, but I mean, you know, the Zodiac, it was a civilian that broke that code. Mm, right. Yeah. Sniper, it was a civilian that found that car. Give people the information. They will, they will come through. I agree. Yeah, we couldn't agree more. I wish more. they would. <laughs> yeah, the, the police have been really quiet. We're not sure why. So, yeah, we're hoping for an update from them, an official one. It's been, what, three years since they updated the public, mm-hmm. Renee? About yeah. three years. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd say it's about time. Yeah. You know, and again, her children, they're getting older and older. And I think they deserve to know that, you know, I mean, bottom line, there's a killer walking around out there. Mm-hmm. And I don't want her children to think that person's coming after them. I don't want, yeah. you know, anybody related to her to think that person is still out there and capable. And I think it's everybody's job to do something about it. If you've got that unusual neighbor, if you've got that coworker, if you went to school with somebody, if you go to that same church and somebody sits next to you in that church, and they have said something or done something, let law enforcement know. Because 90% of the time, the person's name is already in the file somewhere. There's just not enough to move on it, or there's not enough to really zero in. But if they start hearing the same name over and over and over, now we got some. Excellent, right. Well, Cheryl, thank you so much for coming back on True Crime Broads. We really enjoyed this episode, and we think our listeners are going to be thrilled. And um, we look forward to meeting back up with you again. I hope the next time we invite you on, there's been more progress than what we've had since you were on last time a couple of years ago. So we've got our fingers and toes crossed, and we're all praying. Absolutely. Well, y'all have done a remarkable job. Well, thank you, Cheryl. Thank you. And that's what it takes, and you know, between y'all and your audience. You've got a task force. <laughs> do it. <laughs> we do. <laughs> well, and until we meet again, we're going to be listening to Zone 7. Again, everybody, check out her new podcast. It's fantastic. Cheryl McCollum has a new podcast called Zone 7, and it's available everywhere. iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple. I've seen it all over. So um, check it out. Yeah, I loved it. I listened to it uh, when I was traveling this past couple Excellent. days and loved it. Yes. Well, I appreciate that. And I just want to say something else. I have been in a couple of jobs. Of course, my profession is not one that is um, competitive. You know, we're, we are team oriented mm-hmm. and people told me, Oh, the media, everything about the media is so cutthroat, so competitive. Well, Karen Greer's not that way. And she's gracious and has me on her show and everything. And then just what y'all did, you know, people, it is amazing to me how good, people are and people tell me all the time how do you not burn out this is an example how I could never burn out you know people say that listeners and downloads and all that stuff is you know it equals money you know it's all about that and it's supposed to be again so cutthroat y'all just mentioned zone seven 942 times (laughs) number one you didn't have to do that no I appreciate it you didn't have to do that and y'all are making a living and y'all are trying to get the word out and do the right thing. And that's, that's something to me that is so extraordinary. So I just wanted to say, number one, I appreciate it, but I want your listeners to know what you just did. Oh, that's that's great. Pretty cool. Well, so and thank, and thank you for giving your time to us. We know how busy you are. We follow your social media. You're here, there and everywhere. And you're working all the time and you're just all over the place. So thank you for carving out a little bit of time for us today. We really appreciate it. And our listeners really appreciate it we're hoping at some point you make it to texas yes oh i might be coming to texas sooner than y'all think let's go let's go walk the church if you have time 
Honey, let's jump in the truck. I'm all about it. Okay. All right. All right. I'm ready. All right. Well, have a great rest of the day, Cheryl. And we can't you. wait to talk to you again. All right. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by Page 2 Inspection Services, LLC. Specializing in foundation inspection reporting, commercial, residential, and home or mixed-use properties. They handle prompt reporting and services at the most competitive price in the structural engineering field. PAL Engineering Services also specializes in structure, structural reporting, and mechanical engineering in the Dallas-Fort Worth, Houston, and throughout the state of Texas. They do structural inspection, track full home inspection and evaluation, foundation inspection and repair plan, modular home inspection, pest inspection, mechanical and electrical inspections, drainage plans, and retaining walls. Be sure and check them out at uh, www.page2inspections.com or www.palengineeringinc.com. The phone number to reach them at is 972-268-4140. Thank you for supporting True Crime Broads. Yes. Yeah.